Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's good, Internet? It is June 9th, 2018. Welcome to day negative two. According, yeah, according to Rob, it's day negative it's two. It's day one. Of E3 2018, I'm your host, Austin Walker. Joining me today in this beautiful Airbnb. <laughs> Where we can't use the internet. It's wanna... not very good internet. And the there's inter- a, a bottle of flea dog shampoo holding up the phone you between can't our just parents. No, 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 no. You cannot be like, oh, and also in the Airbnb, there happens to be a bottle of flea shampoo. You bought, wait, no. I bought flea shampoo bought for, for you today. Thank you. Because you suspected you had fleas. Look, I got on this airplane, and I got off this airplane. I got on this airplane, my legs looked normal, like normal human legs. I got off, and they were eaten up by some sort of insect. So I was very afraid that there was a flea issue. Well, no, it started with bed bugs. Somehow, I mean, we all... You, mm. I walked into the room, people were like, we got bed bugs. Like, not- what are you... What? If we have bed bugs, I'm I leaving. quit. I am We're lucky. done. We're done. I Wait, am changing is my flight. I am going home. I'm going home. I'm <laughs> burning all the clothes I brought. I'm just leaving my bag here. It's not worth destroying your mask. I'll buy a it's new really switch. Not. Fuck it, man. New switch, new clothes. New clothes, new, new everything. Anyway, the person who may or may not have fleas, I think it's spider bites. I think it's spider bites. Apparently, yeah, I have been landed. food for a spider. Danielle Riendo here with me. Hi. Also here with me, Patrick Klepik. Hey. No one, you, we did that bit, that's an off, hmm. and Rob Zachney. <laughs> this is why it feels like day negative two, to be honest. I, it feels like day negative 100, honestly, yeah. or day 1000. <laughs> also, obviously, producing Natalie Watson, Yay! off camera, doing production work on the actual camera, Danica Herod, and, and of course, uh, a technical supervisor, publisher, Joel Fowler. Yay. He's on a couch. It's a good look. It's good. It's orange or like apricot or like tangerine. What is that? What so they're being upset about Apple products. Yeah, it's fair. Apple products have dongles now, so it can get in the way of... Dongles get in the way. It's true. Who knew? Um, today is the first day we all got in today. We all flew in in the middle of the EA press conference and tried to watch it on our, our planes if we could. On a spider-infested plane. Apparently a spider-infested <laughs> plane. Uh, I watched it at like... Like 180p. And I, think, then, I think 144 would probably have been your option. That's right. That's true. 144. I tried 360. No. Yeah. <laughs> did not work on the Alaska Airlines. The, uh, the, I was on United and like their internet was like legit. Like I was watching what? it like 1080p. What? Like streaming well, okay. the EA press so, conference. I, we get to the Alaska Airlines <laughs> it was this weird. morning at JFK. And first of all, that, that terminal is wild because it's just dead. It's just dead. There's just no one there. And... I'm like, oh, I wonder if this airline has Wi-Fi. So I look it up, and I, they go to their page, and their page is like, brand new Wi-Fi, motherfucker. Hot as shit, 20 times faster than the old, than the old Wi-Fi. Like, it's uh, new satellite Wi-Fi. You don't even know. I'm like, scrolling, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is that good shit. And it's like, and as of June 2018, it has rolled out to three of 241 planes. Like, fuck you. Don't even make this page until it's on half these planes. Or at least 10. At least 10. At least 10. Double digits. 15. How, or like 10%. 15. 15. 15. 20. 24. 20 would be 10%. <laughs> 10%. Yeah, yeah. 20, yeah 24. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In any case, between that and now, we've all watched the, the EA press conference. We all had good Mexican food. or, or Oh, yeah. This table had good Mexican delicious. food. Yeah. yeah. We're not sponsored by Taco Bell. <laughs> We're not Dan Riker. <laughs> we don't have that Dan Riker Taco Bell sponsorship. Steal an IP, steal a taco. <laughs> oh, boy. Um. So, uh, big picture. What is your takeaway from the EA press conference? We'll go through it bit by bit and dig in, but like impressions. Boring, corporate, <laughs> pretty corporate. Like have a little, have a sense of humor. And yeah. none of this is on. None of this is on like Andrea Renee like hosting. Totally. It's just EA's like. I mean, if anything, Andrea Renee was like, 
doing her best to pull it from the jaws. Of, yeah, of and then just hearing hell. like chirp, 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 chirp. They didn't like the, like the actual like setup of the event was poor. Like like uh, like the claps were. At first, I thought the the uh, lack of claps was maybe like they didn't mic the audience, which is this will happen at right. like when they yeah. improperly like stream an event. It's like there's real clapping happening. You just don't hear it up on you know when you're watching the live stream. And then Joel, who actually went, was like, "Nah, like there weren't that many claps." Well, it was like Madden's coming to PC. Yeah. In fact, I heard people which actually got the biggest response of the entire. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I actually missed that. I didn't miss that. Yeah, Madden oh, 19 wait, is coming to PC. Oh, awesome. Okay. Ultimate yeah. Team on PC okay. is just gonna be fucked because people are gonna hack that game. Yeah, I guess that's probably mm-hmm. true. I'm but that. I'm into it. Could be fun. That could be fun. Um, any other big big picture impressions of that event? It's so well, weird. Just went up several ticks. Because the PC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Between that and CNC Mobile. We need to do like co-op franchise mode, Patrick. Stream. We're going to take oh, the Bears. We're going like, right. to bring back Spirit of 85. Yeah. That's the name of the stream series, Spirit of 85. Yeah, that's really good. It's really good. Um, yeah, I think, you know, for me, it's one of those things where I think throughout that event, there are moments that really worked for me when they had developers speaking about their games. Yeah. Yes. But, but there weren't that many games that people cared about. Like I, I kind of left that being reminded that EA is in kind of a position of weakness right now in terms of having stuff that people already care about. It's hard to launch new IP like Anthem, a new new series that doesn't already have buy-in. And in fact, and we'll talk about this in a bit, where the studio fan base is actually kind of poised to be suspicious and skeptical of that game. Um, but, you know, this isn't like Microsoft, where you know you have Halo, and people, some people care about Halo. Like, EA just didn't have that besides Madden and FIFA. Rob? No, I'm sorry, there's a bug between me and the oh, mic. Oh, I thought you I were like, swatting. I have a comment. No, I was, I was swatting it away. <laughs> I was like, are we doing hand raises? All right, no, I really thought it. that was like a polite... Like, no, it was. It was good. Can we... No, I feel like... This? I'm like Casey like, McCall here. Moment, like the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you can not see it. <laughs> that's really good. Sports night. Sports. Hey, sport. I watched great. a sport, but it's, it's all right. I know it's not. Hey, it's, it's EA related. Yeah? Yeah. Holly Holm did a great job okay. tonight. All right. right. The UFC. Had UFC. The, that's UFC true. had a good We can part. do a sports podcast separately. There's a lot of sports. Between the Caps, the Calves, and caps, Holly yeah, go, go. Corn. <laughs> I, actually, sure. Okay, so I do have Let's go Hunter. with that. You know, actually, if you say, I don't know, you, me, you might have noticed me flagging you down a minute ago, but I have something Fucking to say. Uh, no. <laughs> but it does sort of feel like this is a press conference also where, like, you're starting to see the attrition starting to tell on EA, like, mm. based on how things went last year. Right. EA is sort of incent- like disincentivized getting too emotionally attached to the games they're making. You know what I mean? So now I think everyone is approaching it kind of, like, cautiously. Like, I think if they had a good year... The reception of Anthem might have been a little more excited. Yeah. Instead of the slightly like edge of your seat, like, man, I hope this is good. I hope this is like not exploitative and gross. Yeah. I hope that there aren't loot boxes. I hope that this well, yeah, you feels know, good. yeah. Big takeaways like it's uh, uh, fucking ludicrous that um, uh, Battlefront Two, a game that was properly ro- uh, roasted for how it used loot boxes, and then EA comes out in two separate occasions and says like. No loot boxes. Uh-huh. <laughs> no loot boxes. Like, that's not something that you should turn into, like, a gamer rallying cry when you're the one yes. that, like, Did not it. that you were the first one to, to roll that out, but you became sort of, like, the epicenter of yeah. the backlash last fall, and then all of a sudden you, like, go, you, you're the one that's going to be like, yeah, like, nah, we're not doing that g- gross shit. Like, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't, we did that. We didn't do that. We, it, it wasn't, mm, uh, mm. It's very Facebook, like, and then oh my something God. happened. <laughs> What could have happened? <laughs> oh, those Facebook ads are the worst thing about the NBA Finals. Well, J.R. Smith, but uh-huh. those Facebook ads. Yeah, J.R. Smith is going to be in the next year's version of that Facebook ad. Oh, boy. Being like, we made some mistakes. <laughs> um, Danielle, any, any big picture takeaways of that event from what yeah. you saw? I mean, there were a couple of things I really liked. I, I liked the the quarter of a second of lesbians in Battlefield. Really want to know if that was lesbians. I'm afraid we're all They said, I love you, and what if they're sisters? Yeah, come on. Mm. Well, I hope it's lesbians. I, I hope it's hope queer it's women. Lesbians. I, maybe yeah, maybe oh, they're bi. Queer, I don't excuse know. me, queer, maybe queer pan. women. You right. know, pan, whatever. It's all good. Um, that was that was kind of cool. I mean, I'm it, just saying we shouldn't assume that we can't because yeah, like because if, if you if you would assume status quo, right? Status quo would be that uh, those that, best that's not friends. true. Yeah, well, like, they were something. roommates in college. <laughs> They experimented a little. Right. It was uh, fun. I would say that there is a an overlap there a little bit, and right, we'll get to Anthem in a, in a moment, yeah. but like 
one of the things that came out about Anthem is no romance, and there is a like not a backlash, but you know, there's a big part of that community loves the romance in Bioware. Games. And that's the whole reason they play those games. It's, it's a bird yeah, I'm, I'm not saying everybody, but for a percentage of no, people, yes. that is like a massive think, reason why. Or it's, it's, think, it's a def, it's in in a lot of ways it's a defining like uh, differentiating yes. trait yeah. of Bioware 100%. games. And it is it is about characterization. It is one way in which those characters really come to life in the game. Uh, and uh, and sometimes there are even queer characters in Bioware games. Not as often as people think, because the fandom does a lot of filling in the gaps and like yeah. being like, "Well, like this character Jack and Mass wink, Effect, wink, nod, nod. very wink, wink, not odd." Or like, "Hey, this character should have been queer, or this character's queer coded." Um, like, I mean, Jack was Jack was queer, but you couldn't date her as a yeah, woman, exactly. Right? Yeah. Um. Uh. And so between that and the like. Oh, I hope, and I'm, I'm included on in this, like mm-hmm. that these are queer women in the in the battlefield game. It's just one of those things where I'm like reminded about being uh, turning scraps into feasts of just like yeah. we need representation wherever we can find it and like get excited about it, even when it's just like I love you, boop, gone. And like oh, I wish there was, I wish we lived in a world where that wasn't what excited us because we had so much more already, but we don't. So. Also, given like the history of queer women in media, it's right. always a little messed up when it's like, <laughs> I love you, oh, you're dead now. You're dead, oh, you're dead, you're dead. dead. Literally. Dead. Well, because you, will, will you be shocked if like when no. the, at the full reveal at the Xbox uh, event tomorrow that like where they've said they're going to show like a fuller version of that scene that like she pushes her off the edge and then she gets shot up and dies on the yep. bridge? Like, come on, right? <laughs> like that much. does seem like a very likely scenario. Yeah, yep. yeah. All right, so let's go through these. Let's start with Battlefield here. No real gameplay, like a little snippet. They did, yeah. They, I don't know that we got a chance to look at it when we were kind of scrubbing through no. things here. But yeah, they did show um, a little bit of gameplay. The The big thing they were pushing was like the destructibility of the right. environments. And like, the create, recreatability of it, right? Like there's been lots of mm-hmm. shots of people with hammers and stuff. And they've said that one of the things they're adding to this game this year, and I'm curious, Rob, you'll see this either tomorrow or the next day. Um, that it's about b- rebuilding locations and like something will get destroyed and then in the middle of combat you can reinforce it or recreate it or whatever. That's interesting. That's neat. I, I guess. Mean, yeah. Anything that takes Battlefield closer to like a Bad Company 2 sure. model for the multiplayer is a good thing in my opinion. Like for me, that's my... Like everyone has their Battlefield yeah. where it like sort of hit its pinnacle. For me, it's Bad Company 2 and I'm sort right. of missed that feeling of by the end of a multiplayer match... There's like places just wrecked. Yeah, and there's a story in that, right? Right. You're like, oh, this is like Fortnite, right? Like, that was one, you know, for how you felt about that game, that was one of the things we took away was like a real highlight of that game was the story that was told by what was left behind or not left behind. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Um, other than that, they announced that they would be doing a Royale mode, a Battle Royale mode. Yeah, I think like, the Kotaku headline was, uh, like, uh, it took six minutes for a Battle Royale (laughs) announcement at E3 2018. Yep. Yep, six minutes. This was expected. I think everyone, yep. not everyone, but I, I heard rumors. I think a lot of people had heard rumors. And it makes a lot of sense for a Battlefield Completely. game. Completely. I can I can envision it so much more clearly than I can envision the Call of Duty Battle Royale mode. Yeah. Because Call of Duty is such like a fast-paced, like rapid, And the, envir- the environments thing. are smaller. Right. The exactly. levels are smaller. Exactly. Like Battlefield is a bigger, expansive yep. uh, sort of uh, playground. But also not at launch, coming later, right? Yep. That's right. Uh, they didn't show anything of it. They said later this year, so, you know, probably sometime in the summer. Yeah. Um, uh, We'll see more. Yeah, but I, I think that will actually hit really well with that audience. The Call of Duty one is more like, I'm, you know. I'm, I'm curious about I'm curious. Both, but. Uh, but yeah, the Battlefield one just feels like a very natural extension of that franchise. Totally. Rob, I'm curious for you as someone who has studied a lot of war and who is like a historian uh, of sorts. For us. For us. For this table. Yeah, You're relative to everyone else. Relative to us. <laughs> where are you at with like World War II and video games of this sort of action-packed like vignette driven like high adventure high drama but like high action drama because you did not like call of duty right no but i think okay but call of duty is presenting itself with this like uh in its self-seriousness it has this like uh patina of authenticity that like everything in the storyline completely belies right like (laughs) right like call of duty wants to look and sound like it's presenting itself as like this is history as it happened, and what it's presenting is like a hundred percent bullshit. Right. <laughs> like, um, by contrast, Battlefield is so heightened that to me, it's 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 hist- it's historyish. I guess is is a good way of putting it. Like, I had a really weird relationship to Battlefield One because like I'm fascinated by the First World War. The weird thing to me is um. Who's the artist who uh, did the artwork behind Scythe? Uh, Jacob Rosalski. Jacob Rosalski, right. Yeah. And 
like so the the artwork behind behind this game that he makes is set in the World War One era, and it's all like weird mechs and people living like pastoral Eastern European lives. But what it evokes is this idea of the world is turned upside down. Right. This period in history feels like there's something profoundly alien industrial. It's like changed the world as right. we've known it. Battlefield one kind of struck that note for me. Like hmm. things about like crashed zeppelins on battlefields and people fighting over the ruins of them. Like wheat fields, but then yeah. also like hyper new at the time technology combined in a way that like was striking and represented the fact that there was a moment of great upheaval. Right, complete like completely bunk from a historical standpoint. <laughs> but as you're but as you're playing it, it is alien and strange in a way that if you go back and like you read accounts from people who lived through that, in a weird way, the, the strangeness and uncanniness you feel as you experience it does sort of the hyperbole of Battlefield One gets a little bit closer to what it was yeah. like, right? For seeing people experiencing train, it seeing in, for the first time, seeing a fucking Zeppelin for the first time. If you're 50 years old and you see a Zeppelin and you've never seen things fly in the air that are man-made, you're just or you've seen like little balloons, maybe it's like, oh shit, this is a lot. There are people. There up are there. people <laughs> up there, and they might have. They see me. They might drop a bomb on me. I don't know. So, like, when I look at Battlefield Five, for instance, like, World War II has been presented so many times that a lot of its, like, iconic moments have become almost tame. Like, D-Day was boring in Call of Duty World War II, right. and one reason for that is because we've seen that a million times. So if the response, that if EA is going to continue with the, like, we're going to keep amping it up and heightening it and exaggerating it until it's this, like, expressionistic depiction of the, of the war, yeah. uh, then... I, like I'm okay with that. Like it's it's honest and it's uh, artifice. Cool. And at least it's a direction, right? Yeah. Whereas opposed to like the sledgehammer Call of Duty World War II game was felt just like they hadn't picked like an angle. It was just oh we're just yeah. making another one of those. Right. Whereas yeah. at least with dice, like the the way they handle their hyperbole, at least yeah, like you said, expends some some measure of creativity to uh, yeah. to how it looks and plays. Totally. All right. So from Battlefield, we then got. A really awkward respawn announcement. Oh. Hey, there's gonna be a Star War. There's gonna be well, one it's if you Jedi. If you didn't watch this press conference, <laughs> go look up the clip where Vincent Pella is interviewed. Who's asks, the uh, he, co-owner of, C, of yeah, well, yeah, it was, of yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. He is, I guess, now the owner. Of the uh, the corner left like oh, right, after right, right. Titanfall. Um, but uh, yeah, he's interviewed. Um, there's no trailer. There's no logo. It's just you're making a Star Wars game, which we've known for a couple of years now. Right. And then he's like, "Yeah, could you tell us anything about it?" And like, I'm doing a bad imitation. You should just really just go and watch look, it. It's, it's one of the most Norm awkward. Bit. It is basically <laughs> yeah. a Norm Macdonald. Yeah. Bit. Oh my god. Yeah. It's the moth. It's, it's the moth. Like the there's moth no is a game announcement. Yeah. There's no punchline though. People should look up the Norm Macdonald moth bit. Also, it's very good. Um. Yeah. So it's just he like eventually announces the name of the game is like Jedi Fallen Order, which. As a phrase, like when I see it in Jedi my head on a fall. box, in order. In no. order. Um, but I see it, if I could see a logo, it would read as a real like thing for me. Jedi fall in order. But the way he just said it was like Jedi fall in order. Like didn't <laughs> what I can't. Did you mess up the thing you were trying to say? It doesn't sound like a thing. Fall in order. Fall in order. There's one good joke in which he's like, yes. he's, uh, yes. Andre Rene is like trying to get something from him. It's like, so when does it take place? And he's Even like, though this is clearly a rehearsed bit. Right. right? Like she's not like doing any journalistic, no. she's just doing the, the announcement. Right, right. And, and he's like, oh, between episodes three and four. And she goes, um, sounds like a nice time. And he takes like two beats. It's a very good pause. And he's like, no, that's not a nice time at all. <laughs> it's a dark time. It's a dark time. Um, so who knows what that game is? Lightsaber. There's a lightsaber. It's not well, Titanfall. If it's a spiritual successor to Dark Forces, that that was going to be the thing. Like, if not Tie Fighter, then right. a Dark Forces. Mm -hmm. I see or a Jedi Knight. Or Jedi Knight. Or something, I mean, that's something all like that. The heritage, um, right? Um, Battlefront Two, Clone War stuff. General Grievous. They're going to keep putting out content for Which that game. Which General Grievous? It's almost like all the arms. He's like a robot. He's yeah. like, like, he, like he Goro, but a, the but a robot. He's got like a wheezy lung. Yeah. Remember that guy? Wheezy lung. His design was actually all right. Yeah. Wait, I'm happy what? Wheezy. No, the other one. He has four arms and a wheezy oh, lung. But you That's can see dark. the wheezy lung. You can see it's like... <gasps> it's a... Was he in a cartoon? He was. <laughs> he was okay. in he Attack was in the, of the Clones. He was in Attack of the Clones. He was also in the, tar the, the Andre 
no, that's not his name. What is his fucking name? The cartoonist who did Samurai Jack and then okay. did the original oh. Clone Wars. I'm pretty sure oh. he was in that Clone Wars. Okay. I think. Yeah, um, I think you're I'm right. pretty sure. I think you're right. Uh, I forget. Oh my god, I want to say Tarkovsky, but I'm thinking of just the director Tarkovsky. But it could also be Tarkovsky the animator. Tarkovsky's anyway. Jedi Fallen Order. Fallen Order. You know, uh, the, so the they're going to do Clone Wars stuff. I it's I'm glad that that team still exists and they can still support that. I mean game. that game's gonna be, or I'm hoping that game's rad. Like that seems like a good fit, like for a studio and like the, oh the respawn game, yeah, yeah the respawn game, yeah, like yeah, I'm, totally. I, I they the said next going. next winter. That was also it, one of my favorite bars. Like when's this game coming out? Like ah, like <laughs> holiday. <laughs> 2019 like he was like making up I was like oh I'm he made like oh, a shit. gesture like, I didn't, I didn't, he, did. he, he did like yeah. a oh not this year but. So I, I have to pick a date holiday 2019 which actually makes sense that's when the movie like, would, well uh, yes the, the episode 9 will be coming out uh, in December um, also they've said like Battlefront is not a game they're going to sequelize like immediately right. so it makes sense that like especially given the way things have played out with Battlefront that to give that game like a three-year, you know, or at least two or three years breathing. Maybe room. longer. Like, yeah. we, we don't know what Star Wars as a franchise looks like in the films. Mm. We know there are lots more coming. Yes. But, like, we don't know... Especially post-Solo and its box office disappointment. Like, what does that yeah, stuff that look like, like? Yeah, going totally. forward? So. You was that another fly, hit. or was that a, you, no, it was actually... Not. Okay. I was like, what if it's, like, a Hitman game and you're hunting the Jedi? Oh, that'd be dope. That'd oh, be so order. Order. Like a Star, Disney would never let that fly. Oh, it would be so good. You, I mean... Yeah, Disney would never let that That'd be cool. Lucas might have let Lucas that fly. Definitely would have no, let wait, fly. Well, Lucas never would have let that fly. No, no, no. Yeah, they would have. That's the Star Killer games, right? That's the Russell Republic Commando. Yeah, Republic was like Commando. a little well, like, that wasn't really hunting Jedi. I mean, that and was like also the, clones, the Star Killer but... games ends with him crossing over to the good side okay. and starting. Also, that was, that was a good. So like, would take this on. game? This game game. would also do that probably. Yeah. Mm. I'm saying I know you wouldn't want it to. Yeah, but. Um, what else? What was now? Oh, uh, I need, I need gut check here because my Twitter timeline is completely divided. Yarny, good or kill him? No, Yarny's good. <laughs> well, like, I want to be clear. There was no one in the middle of my Twitter timeline. No one is like, yeah, Yarny. He's all right. Everyone is like, yo, fuck Yarny. Or I love Yarny. Yarny makes me like swell up. I don't know. I don't. I, all right. I actually don't. I, I don't. I actually feel like I'm in the, like, I don't have a strong opinion yeah. about Yarny. Me too. Like the games look Okay. I didn't play the first one. Danica's what? pointing at Patrick and laughing. In the middle. In the middle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, right, right. Centrist. Yeah. Centrist Patrick Clapper. Oh, oh yeah. the woke gamer. Of course, the woke gamer has arrived. Maybe he could just die slowly instead. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we could just cut his social security and his benefits. That's I all. feel like the most things I know about Yarny are from that burn in hell Yarny People, piece that was, yeah. that sure was a thing. That, so, that, that first game was just okay. Like, yeah. it has floaty physics. It didn't do anything for me. So, but it, like, I, but like, he's a cute design. And like, so I guess I'm like, Yarny's all right. His game's not very good. Is like we're, that's how I end up in the middle. There is like ah, uh, that's co-op and it's out now. It's out now. That yeah, was we their their Beyonce I wanna, moment. I want to give it a shot. Yeah, we can't play it because our internet here is terrible. There's no, <laughs> no way. even if we <laughs> had started it. downloading it, we could get it by Friday. <gasps> that's true. Uh, when do we have to check out? I don't well, know. Yeah. Actually, Joel. Uh, went to visit the Vice LA office, True. stole one of their PS4 <laughs> so he can play Warframe in his hotel room. <laughs> During E3. During E3. He has good internet he there, so Yarny. he could download Could you be Yarny. more of a narc right now? <laughs> like, could you possibly... Joel is hiding behind a pillow. <laughs> he feels um, seen right now. Any other Yarny In addition feelings? to downloading Warframe, of course, we are using that PS4 for Waypoint Business. <laughs> uh, and uh, right, you know, thank you, Joel. Thanks, for Joel. Sure that we were not you, so that we can play Unravel Two, <laughs> two spelled out, by the way, which I like. T W O. I think that's a good. That's a that's a good stylistic decision. Yeah. That feels in line with their style. If you want to destroy this franchise, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god! I hate you. <laughs> what, what do you do if you want to? Uh, if you want to destroy this this franchise, Rob? You just hold this thread. Uh huh. It's a good Weezer joke. How did you not pick up? Because I'm upset. Okay. <laughs> and walk away. You gotta walk away, um, exactly. Biggest surprise today, I think, by far, Sea of Solitude. Yes. Um, do you want to talk about Sea of Solitude? Yeah, I'm really excited about this. Uh, this was sort of like the moment that was the earnest but earned moment, it felt like, of the press event. Well, you know? I, will, I will say, the Yarny people, if you go watch their like intro, he, he teared up when he introduced the yeah. Unraveled. Unravel? Unraveled. Unraveled the first time. He was nervous. Unravel. He had the, he had the puppet in his Unravel. hand. Unravel. Unravel? Un- un- now this word is no longer <laughs> making <laughs> un- 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 Unravel. Unravioli? Unravioli. <laughs> Unravioli. 
Unravels. The- uh, he, when he when he did the original pitch for Unravel, it was very earnest. He like teared up on stage, and the same guy he came out and doll, did it. Remember? Yeah, he had the he doll, had doll, and, he, and yeah. he came out and introduced this. Uh, and he also had like a very like both of EA's yeah. like indie EA pitches, originals, yeah. originals were like highlights of like you know creative people being ex- like being excited to be up on a stage yes. not feeling rehearsed and anyway you, yeah. you'll pick it up with uh sea of solitude, solitude sos sea of solitude SOS. and it's by joe may joe may games yep joe may games from berlin from berlin and it was just this wonderful earnest moment uh where the creative director do i not have her name here uh her name is her name. uh cordelia Orange. geppert i think yes. right uh she just had this like really wonderful like earnest heartfelt pitch about the inspiration for the game, and we saw a little. She had to catch a breath too. Like yeah, I, I really she, enjoyed she that part because so she was excited. just like, and like, like that's, all these people. Yeah. And I'm showing my baby for the first yeah, time. That's what it felt like, and it was totally. it was so wonderful, and it just felt like such genuine energy. And she talked about the inspiration for writing this game, which had to do with people and like learning to embrace your emotions, including right. loneliness and dark feelings, and your sort of dark self, the Jungian kind right. of like dark so self. That was one of my favorite things about this yes. was like so obviously she comes out, and she's like. Uh, when people are alone, they become mon- or when people are lonely, they become monsters. Yes. And it's like, okay, where are we going with this? And the thing that I loved about it was, unlike there are lots of games who have played in this space, the sort of like emotions. I, I think lots of comparisons to Papu Yo have popped up mm. in, in, after this. I didn't mean to do like a pop pop thing. It's that was not that was unintentional. Um, but one of the things I loved about the framing of this was her explaining that like actually. Sometimes those emotions aren't bad. Sometimes it's good to be angry. Sometimes it's good to feel sad and lonely. It's just about like figuring out how much of that you t- you can deal like with safely that you can give to yeah, it. Yeah. How much you can confront it safely versus how much it can take you over. And that just felt very emotionally mature to hear instead of just it being another story about how emotions could cause you to become a bad person or it's like oh you have to be clear and reasonable uh, reasonable it was like no like hey it, there are times when it does make sense to feel sad and giving into that can help you through some things actually it can make you a better person and just hearing that on the stage felt like i said emotionally mature compared to what we often hear even from other kind of indie or, or ea original style titles so mm. i really enjoyed that yeah i'm really excited about that i am very excited hopefully to see it yeah over you, the next week you're in a boat cool. the world's flooded you didn't get a sense of really what the game part Adventure is. puzzler. Yeah. Just third person controlling a character around, and it looked very cartoonish and stylized and, like, very, very sort of Some of the monsters hued. had kind of, like, an Attack on Titan sort well, of like vibe. Oh, yeah, it's it's yeah. this girl who's like has, like, hair and fur and, like, maybe reverse joint knees. Like, she, like, is, like, a, a humanoid character yeah. who also has very monstrous, quote-unquote, traits. And then also the monsters all, many of them at least, look like other variations on her as if like okay this is her given over to her sadness this is her angry like stuff like that but um all very you know this one's a big shark monster or something but they mm-hmm. still have like kind of unique vibes i i really loved the way, the way it looked yeah and i think part of what's so striking about it is like yes those people were very earnest and it's like cool to see someone like so excited to show off what they're making but it sits in such stark contrast to like everything else <laughs> and like this is not to like dunk on like people who've clearly been doing like rehearsals for like probably three or four days and like you're saying yeah. the same thing off a teleprompter and like you're going to lose like some of your humanity in in that process yeah. you're going to lose some of that natural charm but like ea as a company has an image problem and a lot of that is that they are just like a top-down like boring corporate company that is out just to like squeeze dollars like they, they handed them over star wars and now they're just going to try and squeeze the fandom for like everything they can get and like when you see stuff like that it's it's both nice uh, because of what it resents, but also it, relative to EA as a company, how they like present themselves, and especially Andrew Wilson, who just do get off the stage, like like you're not helping yourself, like <laughs> yeah. you're you know there are some executives that can come out and well okay here's my rant about Andrew Wilson is that like so <laughs> can you explain who Andrew Wilson is for people who don't CEO know? of Electronic Arts, okay. um and uh, he's either another kind of against- buff guy. Huh? He's a kind of buff guy who looks like a hologram. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah. Like, gotcha, gotcha. Don't know the guy personally, right? Like, so nothing about you know who he is as a person, but like what he represents and like how he uh, sort of comported himself out on stage. So Battlefront Two, uh, they had a presentation about Star Wars Battlefront Two, and one of the first things that happens is this guy who looks like a uh, if I, I think we determined it was it was me if I was a <laughs> cryptocurrency right. reporter. Yeah. You wrote for motherboard instead of yeah, point. like yeah. I came out on stage to talk about Battlefront you Two. You beard back, you bags under your eyes yeah. a little bit, like black frame glasses, you know. Yeah, and this guy, this poor guy comes out. I don't know what his role was on the Battlefront team. Like, he's probably a designer or producer or something like that. But he comes out and, like, just kind of shuffles his feet. He's like, so... 
Battlefront 2, <laughs> like, a long sigh. And, and then it's like, so the game didn't really come out how we wanted. And I think he says something along the lines of, like, we wanted to, like, hit the ground, like, running, sprinting. And instead, <laughs> yeah, like, we had to, like, redo the progression system. We heard you. Um, there's a bit we didn't get to at the end where, like, there was a bit of, like, earnestness. His whole bit was earnest. Like, yes. his, his, his aspiration, really, yes. like... And, and and his anxiety in this presentation was earnest in and of itself. In the end, he kind of picked up some steam and was like, you know, we're so committed to this game. We want to make it the game, like, the best game it can be. And we feel like we're moving in the right direction. And by a lot of accounts, they do seem to be moving in the right direction for uh, by the players who still like that. But my problem was Andrew Wilson and his executive team are the folks who made the decision to put loot boxes in that game. Right. I'm not saying that as a report. I have not reported that out. But, like, that is an EA management decision. I sincerely doubt that DICE is, like, designers got in a room where, like, yes, loot boxes. Loot boxes is the, <laughs> this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, and so or if they did, that emerges out of a, a corporate a, initiative that right, is, like, this like, is the direction our games are moving. Like, this games is what the service. Money, like, yeah, the we, mar- you can make this game, but only if you return on this Right, this is how we whatever, right? you do your single-player mode is, like, right. we, we afford it by doing this. And, like... Whatever the case, even if Dice did pitch it, like what you end up doing is like Andrew Wilson is the person who comes out and takes the bullet. Right, you are the person that's that comes person out who looks like a that's hologram. What, yeah. That's what the yes. sort of and buff is supposed buff. to do. Yeah. yeah, you are supposed to come out and say like you look at the camera and say we screwed up. We've heard you. Our big upcoming games, right. Battlefront Five, uh, Anthem right. are not. Or, yeah, yeah, Battlefield Five. Skipping three, four, was, three and four. Well, you know what? Actually, we're counting one and two. The new one. Those are three and four. The old ones are one and two already. New one is five. Battlefront Five. You know what? Next year. That would make some sense, honestly. It would. Uh, but like, you come out and say like, neither of these games are going to have it because we have listened to you. Like, we are going to find ways to. We, these games got to make money, right? But we're going to find different ways to do that. They respect the consumers. They respect the players. Respect these franchises yep. and these studios are invested in. And like. He's the one that should be the best. And then he guy. should say, like, and now I'm gonna get out of out of your way and let the great designers here at EA and Bioware yes. talk about their projects without having to deal with any of this. And bullshit. then Crypto Patrick comes out and yes. is excited and about he's excited. the new yes. game. Then he say, yeah. Let me tell you what hey, we're doing to like yeah. improve Battlefront. Remember too. the guy with the weird oh, that guy, the <laughs> lung and the forearms? <laughs> the lung. I'm putting him in it now. And that's he could focus on that instead of having to do the apologia up top yes. where he's like Oh, it wow. really irritated me because, like, Andrew Wilson came out and, like, pitched, like, EA, uh, EA Origin Premiere. Like, hey, you like our subscription service? Here's a more expensive subscription service. Which, like, like 100 bucks, a, what is that, 100 bucks a year or something? Yeah, and it might actually be a good value proposition. Like, I'm not, like, t- like people seem to like, like, Origin access, like, fine mm-hmm. enough if you're, in, if you're in that ecosystem. Right. But it really irritated me, like, what EA represents as a company, where they are in terms of their image, which is, like, simultaneously unearned. Uh, like backlash because certain places like Reddit and like voting for like f- like these fast company like worst yeah, companies yeah, yeah. of all time like EA is not that like I right mean, like there are companies that are doing worse things than like than loot boxes but like they just play into like the hand of what right. people think of them but like also, he comes across as a corporate villain even and, when he's saying I yo and we're gonna give to charity because they also had that whole right, and that's remember? good it's good that they're giving to charity but also like they're not giving like tens of millions of dollars to charity right. they're like a million dollars to three or four different charities that dude's take home pay is, is probably market more. Cap? right exactly yeah. exactly so it's one of those things where it's like I, I want you out here taking a bullet not patting yourself on the back mm-hmm. right and and not not forcing somebody else to, to take the bullet for you yeah. do you, you think know? somebody like, pitched that and he was just like no I'm coming out and being buff I'm going to be a I mean, there are, I mean, like, I, I, you know, this is not reported out, but, like, this is just from general knowledge. Like, the reason that executives go out there is not because, like, the designers that work on these games want the executives to go out there and take yeah. up the time. It's because executives tend to have ego. Mm-hmm. They tend to want the spotlight. Yep. And they think, like, I'm up here. I run this. Like, I deserve this limelight. And, like, you know, there are some executives who can get away with it. Like, I think Phil Spencer's one that, like, people genuinely like. He seems authentic. He plays games. But, like, do you look at Andrew Wilson and think, like, he goes home and plays Battlefield Five? Like, maybe he does, but he's not a guy that, like, can carry himself that way. He doesn't talk like someone that loves games. He just comes across as, like, I'm the guy that canceled Amy Henning's Star Wars game. <laughs> right? Like, he walks across. out and you're like, yeah, that, that, that's the dude that's that pulled, the fucking that's guy. That's the guy that fucking did that. Yeah. It's whatever. That game sounded really troubled and, like, 100%. maybe should have been canceled. But, like, like, you look at him and you're like, yeah, like, EA, that company. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. And that's the thing that's so frustrating because I think from our position, we so often, I at least, I can't speak for y'all, but I'm so frustrated by the games culture that does vote for EA's worst company of the year when you know what other companies are doing mm-hmm. in the world. 
which is way worse shit than yeah, just putting out like a bad Mass video, Effect It's game. not worse video game coming. Right. Like, they're beating out like BP. And right. it's just like, come on. Yes, like, what yeah, are you dude. doing? <sighs> anyway, right. so that's my rant about Andrew Wilson. Actually, I want, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I won't have time to do it this week at E3, but like trying to channel this rage. <laughs> don't have to, I'm going to write about this again after E3. Yes. Don't steal my take. Don't do it. Internet. Don't steal my take. <laughs> Rob Jackson, do you have a take on Command and Conquer's glorious <laughs> oh, return? Command and Conquer, one of the great RTS games of all... Okay. Don't, don't do any... Wait. He, just, he was like, oh, no. Oh, did you see that? Because oh. he's, he's for real. He's like a real PC gamer. He's not like us, who are like, wow, yeah, okay. But video. like, Command and Conquer is like a fun-ass strat, like... Uh, wrong oh, your definition of great, Rob. Okay. Oh, my. Red Alert? Red Alert is a great game. Okay. Absolutely. Like, All right. I, I, we can oh, settle right there. Command yes, we can settle there. had some great moments, especially yes. in its early days. Okay. Wait, and then, also its late days when Ric Flair showed up. and <laughs> Not so much. Like, no, even, on, even Red Alert got bad right, after. Right, actually, right. Red Alert 1 is like the only real good Red yeah, Alert, Alert, right? Yeah, Two and three much. are not particularly great. Yeah, yeah. Really not. Conquer's but, Bad Fur Day is a great game. That is a great game. <laughs> what? Uh, and okay, that's true. Is Ric Flair in that? Is that a Red Okay. Uh, was that like Conquer? Yes! Okay. Oh, oh <laughs> fuck. I won E3. <laughs> no, Patrick I'm walked away. I'm getting away. out of here. I'm getting Patrick out of here. Don't want to take, can you give me another ticket, <laughs> yeah. please? Okay. Shout out to this. You know what? Shout I out. thought she lost her mind. I was like, why did she say that? Did anyone get the joke? I was just trying to fill airtime. I was like, I think something's wrong with Danielle, and we're just going to get through the segment. And can we like check out like we need to see those bites again like is, is there like oh the bites have mutated yeah. Yeah. they're coming green out now I gotta get some medical attention shout out to the CBS near here for providing us with a place to walk to to buy shit like beer <laughs> you don't, you don't you get beer at the 98 shampoo. cent store they probably don't we have 4.99 or 98 cent stores yes. I found we found another one Patrick we found one we walked we past it we didn't even notice it so that's we're like, don't find us by trying to like. <laughs> dude, dude, I oh yeah, there's only like one neighborhood, some of the neighborhood in, LA. in LA. Yeah, looking for 99 cent stores is really gonna fucking narrow it down. Listen, I don't know. You've not spent enough time in LA. There are some people out there who are internet detectives. Command and conquer. Okay, so here's the thing. Bad for the minute they got super meta about it, and they're like, man, people really love like our corny <laughs> Command & Conquer videos, yeah. let's just like crank that all the way to 11. The magic was lost. It, okay. it was terrible. Yeah. They did give the me Tim Curry me. shouting, <laughs> I, I'm going to the only place that capitalism <laughs> hasn't ruined. The moon! <laughs> space. So space. He, just, You're right. he starts to giggle. <laughs> he does. He looks up. <laughs> space! <laughs> it's, that's a good line. It's very good. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, speaking of... But unfortunately, capitalism has finally reached Command and Conquer. And oh, true! Wow, finally, oh, good pivot. Before yeah, now, it, it wasn't, but right. but now it's it's been it's been caught and brought back down to earth, uh, and now it's a mobile uh, RTS strategy game. Yeah, it looks a lot like a Clash of Clans style game, or uh, a little bit like the Titanfall. I mean, so EA again last year they put out a Titanfall uh, mobile game that's a lot like Clash of Clans. I mean, a little bit different because I heard that's good. I like it. Like, I played a lot of my iPad. My roommate really came out. liked it, but it also felt very authentic to Titanfall, which yeah. I do not think this game looks like it is authentic to Command and Conquer. Why is that? Uh, Command and Conquer does like as like because you don't build because you don't build five hundred mammoth tanks and just send them at the base, <laughs> which is authentic to Command and Conquer. That is very authentic to Command and Conquer. But it, yeah, but actually, if you watch that that uh, that that demo, is that what he did? Uh, that's basically, how this game ends. All right, there. well, I take it back. So even in the mobile form, it's it's sort of honoring its tradition <laughs> and really speaking directly to those longtime fans. Uh, you, but it felt like a little bit of shade was at the end there. Uh huh. Keep but, going. No, nothing but respect and admiration for people who are still fans of Command and Conquer. <laughs> Art, Rob, just we're just gonna we're just gonna move on. Maybe I don't need more of this beer. Anyway. <laughs> but the point is, like Command and Conquer, at least did have like compelling aesthetics. Yeah. Usually yes. in their games, sure. like, even yeah. when they got bad, they were cartoony and at least vibrant and lively in mm-hmm. ways that like sort of stuck with you. The earlier games, I think, thought were like very aesthetically strong. Like each unit had a really distinctive heightened profile that sort of spoke to faction identity right that mobile game they were showing on stage today 
could have been anything. Yeah. Like I looked at it and I could not see a trace of Command and Conquer in it. It it's was like, literally just, little, like, just the nod bases, like the only thing. Like, yeah. Oh, Tiberium and Tiberium. Like, Tiberium. The little harvester yes. maybe is yes. like the only but the thing. The units just look like generic yeah. military units, right? Yeah, just like little little soldier, yeah. you know. Squads running out to each other. I did like that they were on hexes. You were right. They were on hexes. Oh, I said. Well, so yeah. when we when we were like Robin not seen any of this, we're like, so they made command and conquer. Moe's like, yeah, yeah, I know. And then Austin turns to him. Sorry, <laughs> trying to get Joel's attention. Danielle, Joel, can you get can you get Danielle some water? Danielle some water. I'm sorry. Uh, we turn we turn to Austin turns to, to Robin and says hexes. And like, there's a moment I where go, I say it's hex based, <laughs> which is not the same as it being hex. Like, it's it has hexes. Yeah. That is not the same as it being hex based. Unfortunately, um, yeah, I hate that they were showing that video where it was like the close up on the dude's like phone and also the gameplay footage. You gotta see that Tiny. APM. The hands were. I get that he's playing the game. Show for twenty, show for ten seconds, and then just go back to the screen. That that split screen is what made it esports, though. Oh, I see. And those are real esportsers. <laughs> they sure were. Well, at least in control was. I'm uh, sure that like other Nick was, at Night Nick is at probably Knight somebody. Yeah, I don't, like I don't know who Nick at Night is. So like, and that's probably that probably says more about like you. my narrow mm-hmm. definitions of like art, like RTS competitive gaming. Right. Uh, but yeah, In Control is sort of a re- recognized and well known personality and gotcha. X Pro in StarCraft. Uh, but yeah, finally coming home to Command and Conquer, where he really belonged. There's no franchise StarCraft fans loved more than Command and Conquer. <laughs> just, if you play StarCraft the entire time, you're like, boy, this is fun, but like, could be Command and Conquer. <laughs> could have more Tesla towers. Could be in yeah. space. Um, so uh, could be about a squirrel. Could be. Could, could be, be about a. Could be about a furry squirrel. Can we talk about Anthem, Bioware's yeah. uh, upcoming game, slated now for February 2019, originally February 22nd. For this, February 22nd. They gave so, a yes, specific that's date. True. That's true. That's a specific date. No, we should say this game will ship in March 2019. <laughs> <laughs> but before April. Before, well, I don't think it'll slip out of the first quarter. No, I, I think this is one of those games. This game was supposed to ship in the fall. Yeah. Got pushed to 2019. So this game, come hell or high water, will ship. By March 31st, 2019. Almost certainly, yeah. Give it a two-week period to actually yeah. make some, some sales. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I have so many feelings about Anthem. Um, one thing is, I think it was interesting... I mean, we should talk about what this demo... What did they what, show? What they yeah, showed. So, so they started by not showing anything. They showed like a two- or three-minute clip that is all in-engine footage that was like, you know... Stylized, Stylized, cinematically cutscene mm-hmm. shots. Mm-hmm of in-engine footage of characters firing missiles and throwing cryo-grenades and stuff. For people who don't know, uh, uh, Anthem is the upcoming game from Bioware. It's the first thing they're putting out since Mass Effect Andromeda, and a lot of a lot of their hopes, I think, hang on this game. It's what Casey Hudson, post-Mass Effect 3, was working right. on. In 2012, get, he was working on Getting this. this conceptually off the ground, left for a couple of years, and then... He's now he, back. He returned last, last year? year? Like, last sometime year. late last year. Yeah. After, um, essentially after basically, Sounds like they basically, like... Andromeda uh, bombed, and then like a truckload of cash pulled up. And was like, Casey, Casey, come on, come please, 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 please. Even please. if you don't work on anything, can we just say you're here? <laughs> Name recognition. Wow. Uh, I'm sure you know. So I mean, as Casey talked about it, because this is what the show ended up being. Is right. they show that two or three minute little cinematic trailer. I mean, it's in engine, but again, uh, and then they talk for like 15 minutes, and I think people hated that. Everyone on my timeline. Everyone I saw in chats were like, please show gameplay footage. And they should have shown gameplay, then had people come yeah, out to chat Yeah, I can meet it. people halfway there. I can. I think people would not have enjoyed that them talking about it for 15 minutes probably. Either way, I think that that was just – Put like out a, not, a video documentary afterwards like, hey, you want to sure. see more like I liked Casey? I because yeah. I'm the fucking person right. I am. I literally two days ago on the, on the Friday podcast yesterday said the thing I want more of is d- developers talking about their games yeah. instead of just a trailer, like a drop of trailer. The problem is like that's not really talking. Uh, I got stuff out of it. I'm not saying you know what I mean. But that is like rehearsed. Totally. Like, but I, like, I'm fine with that. Even sure. I'm fine with I'm fine with people. I'm with three people on that stage who have right. different roles in that game, including a lead writer who's a woman, who's a woman, which is which is like I, I was happy to see multiple women on stage. Mm-hmm. Would have loved to have more people of color on stage uh, representing those projects. You know, Juju was there. That's he and Juju's good. And Juju's good. Oh my god, we skipped the mad. Yeah, you, we didn't go there. Just the look Madden, it up. Just look I, it up. The Madden segment was bad. The dude who's the pro Matt, the best. But Juju's Madden, good. But Juju's good. And, 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 even if you don't watch uh, the NFL. 
like Juju uh, Schuster is a good follow on Twitter. Yep. He's a good Instagram. follow on Instagram. He's just like good pants, mm. good fashion. Oh, good, good fashion. fashion. Yeah. yeah, good fashion. Anyway, Anthem. They talk for fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, they like very slowly go over some of the stuff that is what this game is. They talk about the setting. They talk about talk about the, like how single player, uh, how you do single player storytelling yes. in a in a shared universe. Right, and for again, for me, that's something I'm interested in. Just hearing what. Well, they didn't is. really like. I didn't. I, mean, co- I didn't come. I. They basically said in the hub world. Yes. that's where you're going to get well, your like sort of like single player progression, stuff. progression, yeah. cutscenes, story stuff, characters. Once you go out to do a mission, none of that. Then that's all gone, and that's when people are going to interact. You're, if it's If it's 2 p.m. in the afternoon in the game, that's the case Right. If it's a rainstorm, everybody has the rainstorm. And from stuff that they've talked about previously, that stuff is going to be a pretty big thing about what that game is, right? That's going to be a game. Storms are like some... Storms, volcanic eruptions. So much about that setting is like there are these big machines that are like... It's actually a lot like the Mass Effect Andromeda story in a weird way, which is there are machines that are like terraforming machines or world creation machines. And those are... Didn't finish their job. And so sometimes they can just fuck up, and like suddenly a volcano happens. Was it the, the premise, uh, which at least I had heard it for the first time here, was yeah. that like the gods have abandoned humanity. Right. They didn't finish. Right. So basically, like God, God on the second day said, "Eh," and just <laughs> like enough. left, but like left the tools. Right. And exactly. so like these tools then get subverted by these different factions, right. and that's, and so like that's the, how it leads the to narrative pitch here is, which is kind of cool. That's yeah. kind of a neat setup. The narrative pitch is like there's a really militant faction of humans to the north. There is an invading species from alien like invaders and, and colonists who are trying to come take all this stuff for their own, and you are like working for this other faction. Like that's it's it's some pretty standard sci-fi stuff. Um, and eventually they get to show that gameplay. And the gameplay that they showed looked a lot like the gameplay they showed last year, except, like, a much cleaner HUD or a HUD at but all. But in a good probably. way, right? So, like, yes. it, it goes to, like, that, that, uh... There's always that That question. demo, like, didn't seem... Uh, from last year was not super bullshitty. Like, it right. was, like, that game, you know, very clean, no UI, because I'm sure it was, like, all, you know, unfinished that, at that stage. But, like, you know, in, you could have... If you showed that to me now, that looks very similar to the yes. game they were showing. So, like, in terms a, of, like, movement and... Yeah, I mean, you always wonder... So, like, there's a small thing there. So this is a game in which you have exosuits, which are kind of, like, tiny mechs. They're, like, a little bit bigger than people, but not all the way big as, like, Titanfall mechs or right. something, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they fly around. They're, like, Iron Man armor, which means they're very jittery and, and like, they like kind of... Wobble. Like, they wobble. They the wobble. The legs wobble The legs wobble. Bit. That's a good wobble. Which is great. And so, like, that's one of those things, like, a year ago, I was like, wow, that wobble looks good, but I wonder if that actually makes it. Right. Because it's hard. It's, you have to yeah. animate that wobble. And so that, that wobble is still there. Wobble, wobble, wobble. The wobble's there. <laughs> um, what did y'all think of this, the actual gameplay that you saw from this? I know, Rob, you felt like there was, like, something there, but also something missing? Yeah, I don't, like, it's, and it's hard for me to put my finger on whether or not it's the gameplay they're showing or something about the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think, the more I think about it, the more it's the environment. The environment is bothering me because it is the suggestion of wilderness and wildness and environmental threat, but everything they show looks so like linear and like right. standard shooter level that that wildness doesn't seem like something you will really it's interact still, with. It's still you know funnels, game does right? wildness really well. Stalker. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Now imagine oh, yeah. that wobble. Stalk, stalker yeah. wobble. Yeah. Wobbly wobbly. But, no, like, well, it's but, when that radiation gets in your skin you yeah. start to wobble. But, yeah. in, all, in all seriousness, like, um, like the comparison I made was, it reminded me of Evolve, right. like in terms of the the world Ooh, it presents. Uh, <laughs> oh not, not no! Not in the gameplay, but in the but in the fact but that like it's jungle, this, alien jungle that is like actually the size of a parking lot, right? So that's my so this is my one of my biggest uh, bits of curiosity about this game is, you know, the the structure of this game as far as we can tell between last year's demo and this year's demo is it's very much something in the Destiny model, something in the Division model. Mm. It is a yeah. loot based shooter, third person action game. You're going to find new abilities. There are four class, or there's there's you're playing as one character who's going to unlock four classes of like exosuit. They're called what are they call javelins, which is a pretty good name That's for good. Europe. It's pretty good. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Four different classes. 
everyone's gonna want to be the cool storm mage one because one that looks like Magneto and like warps in the yeah. mid air. Everyone's gonna wanna do that one. Or I guess maybe the big one. The big the big boy. There's like a big boy season is it's happening. There's a big boy. There's a yeah. big boy. Where he's got like, kind of like a chain gun sort of thing yeah. going on. So like and you're gonna find new weapons, you're gonna find new abilities. I'm excited that we're gonna play this this week and see yep. what some of that stuff looks like. Um and you're gonna find more loot and then go off on co-op adventures, blah 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 blah. The the thing one of my questions is whether or not, and this is like such like a basic ass question. It's not the sort of thing I normally ask at an event like this. Is like, hey, is this going to be as big as Dragon Age Inquisition and Mass Effect Andromeda are? Which seems like a ridiculous question to some degree. Because like, who cares? But when I think about Destiny, when I think about Destiny Two, when I think about the Division, I finished those games and was not done with them. I was so frustrated with Destiny One because there was just not much to it. We saw all the environments so quickly. By the time I finished Dragon Age Inquisition. I'd been so many places. I was exhausted <laughs> of going into new places. There have been so many maps, so many new environments. And if they can give, if they can create that amount of and that uh, diverse of environments to explore and kind of interesting links, uh, well, somewhere, somewhere in between Dragon Age in Inquisition, which was like really big, but really often big. there's not much but in can, those spaces. But you can fly in this, right? So I would actually love Dragon Age Inquisition mm. sized spaces. Where you, you can get fly away with around, more. you can get away with more, right? It would actually not as big because the scale is going to be different, right? right? We're like, I'm not. There's a, there's like a number of places in Dragon Age Inquisition that are even bigger than they look because the only way you can get up and down between different areas is because it's like at one place where you like loop up around or right. climb a ladder or whatever, and so it can be really frustrating. But here I'm just like, yo, I got a jetpack, or so you can go underwater, or go to water, right? Witcher three, but with a jetpack, love it. Yeah. Um, except, and so this is where I think. A lot of the frustration I've seen comes from Bioware fans who were like, I can't kiss anybody on this. More importantly, like, are there dialogue options in this? Like, what's the quest what's design? The, right, mm-hmm. right. And none of that has been shown at all. Um, and I think I'm okay with that. I'm okay with them making a destiny. I'm ready for them. I'm so excited to be in a new world with new proper nouns, which sounds like such a bullshit simple thing. <laughs> but we were just talking about this with Fallout and Skyrim or uh, the Elder Scrolls, which is like, I never want to pick up another copy of The Lusty Argonian Maid in my life. I'm done with The Elder Scrolls. Uh, catch me next year being excited for the next <laughs> Elder Scrolls game. But like, I'm just not excited about returning to the world of Fallout right. or the world of Elder Scrolls. Um, I I'm, was excited about Mass Effect Andromeda because mm-hmm. it was going to be a new galaxy. And and then it wasn't. It was like a new galaxy, but like only two new cultures to care about. Right. I want an, a, a new set of, of, of factions to think about and to see how they interact with each other. I do want... The, the kind of new like world bible to dig into i still am convinced bioware has that i'm hopeful not convinced not convinced i'm hopeful that they still have that ability and i'm willing to let them take this chance to make something new but i fully understand why if you're a dragon age fan if you're a mass effect fan who wants to see dialogue wheels who wants to see relationships who wants it sounds to see like the next dragon age is like a long ways off they didn't even mention it right well and the, like they it, it, reading between the lines, what they've said publicly, it sounds like that game was kind of like the game they were building post Inquisition was kind of blown up. Right. And they were sort of starting from scratch. There's been a lot of turnover, unlike yeah. the league creatives. So it's like the earliest that game is coming is probably two years from I now. I think it's probably two years off, right? at least. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and if you're looking for like, and Mass Effect will come back, right? Like Casey mm-hmm. Hudson coming back post Andromeda, where Anthem was probably more or less on the path that it right. was, right? Like he wasn't going to come in and like blow that thing up. Uh, so you essentially you, – you would think that, like, Casey Hudson's coming back to, like, let's rethink what Mass Effect is going forward. They're going to make another one of those. They will make another Mass Effect game. But that game is three years away at the right. bare minimum, <laughs> right? Um, so if you're a Bioware fan, there's not much prospect of, like, a Bioware-ass Bioware game. And like you, like me, I, I'm okay with Anthem not being that and being, right. like, a Destiny-like that has Bioware – Influence right, like has a Bioware touch on it. Totally. That sounds good because a lot of things that like I d- d- really don't like about Destiny or wanted more from Destiny. Those are things that Bioware could fill in. That doesn't have to be super heavy story. It's just like I couldn't engage with Destiny's story at all. Like I found all of it just like completely aimless and boring, and like I just could not give less of a shit about the Traveler and anything else going on. But like I like the I like the, the Traveler. Let you hear that. Oh, <laughs> he's don't ever right let now. the. He's he's always listening, Danielle. But like <laughs> Bioware's the. Yeah, it was the traveler. Oh my God, the traveler's coming after knows. you, right? Come after me. Uh, but I, I could see Bioware like filling in those gaps in a way that it, it made uh, you know the most idealistic version of what I would hope from a game like that is like making this loot-driven game like 
have a little more narrative weight yeah. um, and have in a way that Bioware should be capable of. And I I would love to see them bring that to that type of game. I'm more excited for that than any other sort of like Destiny likes that are right. going to be coming along. Of which there will be others. Yes. Um, I, I will also say people should read the Game Informer cover story, which gives a little bit more into like what these classes are and what the narrative structure is. Like the kind of one of the the core things that they're pitching this on, which they did a little bit of in that event, was the like the hub world will change for you separately because it's only yours. It's not even a hub world. Like the the it's an instance hub world for for you. just you oh. will be a situation where it's like okay. You and I, everybody at this table gets a mission to go get the power core from the the gold titan or whatever. Right. And we go and we do that. And we bring it home. Well, what do you do with it? What do I do with it? We could do different things with it. Hmm. You could go give it to the military faction. I could go give it to, like, the farming faction or hmm. whatever. And that will develop our internal worlds a little bit differently. Now, they didn't show any of that. Right. And I wish they would have shown some of that stuff because that could have appeased some of – not appeased. I think it would have given a better picture of what their vision is for that. Well, thing. yeah, I think that that's why I came away from the demo going, I still don't – like, I know what this game is, right? right. Like, it's a, it's, it's, it's a Destiny-like, but – like, what is this game? I still didn't come away with, like, a full picture in a way that I found very frustrating. I imagine that's why people are frustrated about these 15-minute interviews. It's yeah. like, you could have spent that time, like, showing a demo. Like, if this game's out in February, like, it's Soon. really far Soon. along. Like, this game is, it's not done, but, like, it's done. And it's, like, in the sense that, like, a it's lot content, of content. It's probably content. Maybe not content complete, but it's nearing content complete. Right. It's, it's They're too about late. to enter the polish phase right. of, like, heading towards February. I mean, March. Uh, but um, uh, and I, I I guess what was frustrating is like often what happens um, when like my guess is this will be a, a big presence at Microsoft's uh, press conference. There'll be actually a much longer stage demo for so? this game. I, or I wouldn't be surprised. Um, they did promise that Battlefield was going to be there, but they didn't say that Anthem was going to be there, so maybe it won't. But uh, let's say it is there tomorrow. Let's presume that. Like what they did with Battlefield was like not show very much and just say come back tomorrow right. and you'll see. Like what we've got going on with this, they seem to show like a very truncated demo in which, like, if you saw the full like twenty minutes or whatever, like you may have actually had like a better sense of like yeah. what's actually happening on a mission and when you're in after. Or things. even just like there are lots of questions that I saw out there that were in that footage, but because one, a lot of the footage was just like repeated the same gifs of that game effectively <laughs> behind them on the screen, or was cut up. You couldn't see the answer to that thing, right? So I saw lots of people be like, I wish there were missiles in that game. So like, well, there are missiles in that game, but if you blinked, you missed them. Right. I wish there were laser weapons. There are laser weapons in that game, but like you you absolutely they did not put those on display for you nicely. And so that is absolutely one of those things where it's like I almost wish that they had spent more time cutting together a much more effective trailer, or like you said, just show me the uncut mission. From a bunch of different it's like perspectives. Start at a hub, yeah. go through a mission, Introduce and just me to finish the mission, and then you yeah. pick up loot, and then like you equip that loot, and you see how it changes your like just something like that. It's like, oh, this is the, this is what I will do when I play this game, right? In February, totally. So I'm I'm interested, but also um, like going in that water was really fucking cool. It really was. Good water. I know you're a big sci-fi fan. I am. What would you want from a new? And you're a big Mass Effect fan. Yeah, what would I am. you want from a new sci-fi series from Bioware? I'm not gonna lie. It's characters. Yeah. It's very much characters. It's very much those sorts of relationships you have with characters. That was it for me. Right. In Mass Effect. Like I had fun shooting a bunch of aliens. Mm-hmm. Like that was fun. It was fun to do that. But I was in it for. You know, Commander Shepard, right? And her hot girlfriend and her hot boyfriend, totally. And all the you know permutations of all those things, and that's what was fun for me. Yeah, so. I, I, I didn't show any of that stuff. Well, right, yeah, like, even though there's no we, romance, right. they're promising like a really strong story. Right. But they all they did was like show one dude. It's and that was <laughs> and that's there's it. a dude. In there space. is a dude in space. Right. Yeah. Totally. We saw a face. We saw the whoever that character's face for a hot yeah. second when her armor got blown off. Right. Um. <laughs> it's it's an interesting dilemma, I think, in a real way, which is like, let's say you are at Bioware and. Studio turnover means the people who used to want to tell those other type, make those other types of games, aren't there anymore. What do you do? Like, because you have these fans. Like, we know that key. Not, I know that lots of talent is still there. I want to be clear. There are lots of people who I follow on Twitter and who I've had beers with are still at that company. Folks that have worked stuff. there since the original Mass Effect, hundred percent. Yeah. Some of them are still there, totally. But there have been like major writers who've left that that uh, studio over the years. Uh, creative directors who've left that studio over the years. Like, lots of talent has left. And that's not, I'm not saying that it's like, oh, they're bleeding talent or something. That happens. But People want to go work on different things, different totally. franchises. And so it's, it's interesting for me to think about the dilemma, which is like, you have a dedicated fan base who comes to you because they're not getting stuff somewhere else. They're not getting the characterization yeah. that you love. They're not getting the world building that I love. They're not getting so much of that other stuff. 
And so what is the responsibility to maintain that course versus explore what other options you have? And I think part of this it really just reflects the failure of Magic Andromeda. Because when Andromeda sticks the landing and it's pretty good instead of being like... They're like, yeah, go do your thing. Go do your thing. Of You're course like, okay. it makes sense that like you got the, you know, one, you got exactly. Dragon Quest and Mass Effect taking care of these Dragon people. Age. Dragon Quest. Okay. Whatever. Uh, Something else. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, it, you know, you've got those teams kind of taking care of that well, like, audience. Like the, you almost have like a range, right? You have yes. like Anthem on one end, Dragon Age on the other end, and mm-hmm. Mass Effect somewhere in the right. middle yeah. of like this blend of serious action, serious role playing, and like yes. a mix. And that's a really great range of content. But when, you can imagine like a pitch presentation that's like, this is the future of Bioware. I bet they did that. Totally. Somebody, totally. yeah. So, and then Anthem, uh, uh, Mass Effect dropped the ball. Dragon Quest. Yeah. Dragon Quest dropped the ball. <laughs> Drakway dropped the ball. That's what happened, and that was that. <laughs> um, my friend Allie said something earlier to me, which was like exactly what I, how I feel, which is, she said, I mostly want Bioware to think about making a thing as much as they thought about making Mass Effect 1. Which is like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't care what that thing is. I want them to think about making something as much as they thought about making Mass Effect 1. Right. Put that much That's effort really into it. Good. Put that much world building into it. To put that much into the vision of what that world and that series is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, it's, it's like rose-colored glasses, obviously. But I do remember seeing that first Mass Effect 1 demo and just being completely blown away by the feeling of scale of of what the world is and the, the notion the, there was a feeling that like things that that that, that whole universe was going to be so vast and i couldn't wait to discover things in it i don't get that same feeling and it was here. cinematic in a way nothing was 100 like, it was, it was like is, this looks like an amazing yes, sci-fi movie yes. you know and that's a they have not followed up on that right. successfully i mean i don't i can't think of anybody who has given a demo where i've been like Oh shit! This changes what I exp- my ex- level of expectations around a, a key level of presentation better than that specific E3. Because I think that was maybe also the E3 of like the gear- first Gears of War demo that moved that to the Xbox yeah, 360 was such a big leap in so right. many different ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but like I don't see they, they haven't this- sold the world of no. Anthem like the way Anthem like was originally presented. Like it was like oh we're Bioware's gonna make a game kind of like Destiny right? And they didn't pitch the world part, which maybe was like a tell. Early on, it's like actually like that's more of a secondary right. part of this. Like the game, the kind of game we wanted to make came first. The world right. filled in the gaps on like how we're going to build that game. Whereas like Mass Effect, I don't know if this how you know like you never know, but like right. Mass Effect felt like a game that was like we imagined this world, and then we thought, well, what kind of game could we build around this world? Even yeah. though that's not actually how it happened, that's how that game that's felt. Feels. And Anthem right. felt like right. the other way around, right? And that's how those demos felt. That's how those initial reveals of Shepard on the Citadel trying to, like, chase down the criminal or whatever in that initial thing. Do you think an element of this, because I'm thinking about Destiny yeah. a little bit, and is something games like this run into is also they have to be these imagine-yourself-here power fantasies yeah. for the player. Like, Mass Effect from the beginning, the pitch was always, like, yeah, it was your Shepard and everything, but at the same time, you were also kind of watching a pitch, you were watching trailers for something that was going to be, like, video game Star Trek. Basically, right. you're going to be journeying the stars yeah. with this with this crew of characters who are like sharply drawn enough that you can sort of see like ah oh, there's the, there's the tough the, the tough badass there's <laughs> the no nonsense commander all that stuff and there might be tropes with their identifiable characters yeah. with Anthem I see a bit of the Destiny thing where it's like here's some badass avatars who right. do cool shit but. I don't imagine them having an inner life or a place where they stand within that world. But even Destiny's gotten better at that, right? I think about the Destiny 2 reveal trailer of Zavala losing power and then, like, walking through the snow. Remember, there's that bit of, like, Zavala getting killed over and over and over again and, like, getting up again and again. Wouldn't that have been a good fucking game? What if they made that game? Make that game, Bungie. Make that game. And also, let me shoot the shotgun and every. Oh, they they did that. They, now I can put. A, I can have three shotguns if I want three shotguns, which is oh, there okay. You go. That's good. I don't know. We'll see. We're gonna play Anthem in a couple of days. Um, I it's just gonna be that demo. Uh, but right. I think it goes through the boss fight, which they didn't show in that demo, uh, which sounds good. Again, I think that GI story is pretty good at kind of setting up some of the stuff that, that they did not set up in that demo. Right. So we'll see. I think that might be it for EA Day 1, or for E3 Day Negative 3. Wait, we're only E3. playing EA games only, for... That's t- right. Oh my god! Well, we, no. EA 3! So look at this, I got an email from, from EA, it said, discover the world of Anthem, and also you're only allowed to play EA games for the next week. It's oh, it right watch, they're watching on Periscope. They're, they're watching that's on Periscope, what they that's, what they, that's, what that's what they did. Andrew Wilson was like, "This, you know, you shit talk me, this is what you get. This is He's lifting get. a weight in <clears> one <throat> hand, sending you the email. Is the weight also holographic? Yes! <laughs> Where's Longshot to? 
I don't know where Longshot 2 is. They didn't show the story mode for Madden, did they? They didn't show anything for Madden. They just said it's coming to PC, which is cool. That's like cool. that is like legit that you know they're good to PC version. But yeah, they didn't show anything other than I like want a, Longshot 2. A, a bullshit in-engine cinematic. You trailer. unlock special pro skills by meeting your sketchy health counselor oh, outside no. the team organization. Uh-huh. And you know, in certain like you know covert missions uh-huh. within Longshot, you go and you unlock your skill tray of course great perfect who did, who did your character get drafted to i know who mine did <laughs> you don't re- you remember oh gosh i didn't play that oh you didn't no <sighs> did yours did yeah you mine got drafted to the fucking packers why how i don't know how did that happen i don't know the game <gasps> knew justice oh oh, yeah. oh i do know because i looked at all the i looked at like the david cage detroit style <laughs> oh, boy. shit for like the the flow chart for how all that worked because my character got an offer at the end i'm gonna spoil the end of long shot because it was dope the end of long shot was the madden the madden yeah, the story, cool, mode. Like, story yeah. mode yeah i had some issues with it we talked about this on a past yeah. episode yeah. there's some shit with like black quarterback stuff that was like not great but the end of my thing was like my best friend my on again off again best friend got drafted by the cowboys and i had said my favorite team was the eagles which are rivals of the cowboys right. and i got the offer from the cowboys and i also got the offer from the eagles and i had to pick if i wanted to go play with my childhood best friend or go play with the eagles which chose friendship right fuck that <laughs> He chose to fly like an eagle. Big dick Nick, motherfucker. <laughs> Got that ring. Champion. He went there that year, and then that's it. Then that's, you know, why did the Eagles True. win? Because I sent my Madden character to Philadelphia. Shit, you uploaded him. I yeah. uploaded him. I did. Right. Nick He's Foles. a hologram, too. My Madden character was in Nick Foles' mind. That's why he was so good. I just can't read defenses. <laughs> Oh, it's so bad. All right. I think that is going to be it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm not going to do a whole big outro. You know everything. You know what? Here's what I'll say. Thank you to Bowen for letting us use the track. I uh, miss you. It's the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that. Waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Twitter.com slash Waypoint all week. We're uh, only doing podcasts. Only doing podcasts all week. So look forward to hearing and, and us. socials. Yeah, and social. Social video. More video. Did you just, are you already hanging up the video? No? Okay. Yeah, he's shaking her head at me. That's going to do it for us. We'll be back tomorrow with, what's tomorrow? Microsoft? Yep. Uh, Bethesda? Bethesda. Devolver. Devolver. Yeah. Yes. I think that's it. Yes. So look forward to that tomorrow night. We'll be back. Until then. Be good. Be good at it. And don't get fleas. Oh, my God. Peace. That hand wasn't broken. There's no <laughs> way that hand was broken. <laughs>